This is the Tanner bonus episode. The first episode was more focused on Tanner, his life, how he became an actor, how he moved out to LA and just kind of fucking went for it. In this one, it was more Tanner interviewing me where I kind of opened up about my life. We talk philosophy, we talk mindset, and it's Tanner! Hit it. Drop the beat. Drop the baseline. Knock him out the box, Rick. Let's go. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Bonus footage. What would you say is your your main passion that you're doing? I think this, man. Yeah. I think it doesn't have to be podcasting. Right. I could do a lot of different things, but I enjoy this probably more than anything I've ever done. And I could do it like nonstop. Yeah. Well, different I people uh, talking about perspective. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, you know, I don't want to, you know, it's, there's so many directions to go with it. There's so many like layers to this. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so slow. Mm -hmm. It was slow for me. Maybe it's not slow for everybody. But I'm, I would love to share that with people. But I also love hearing how other people have done it. Because I don't have your experience. I don't have your perspective. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm, lear I'm learning from you too and getting inspired by you too. Yeah. You know. Same and, to you, yeah. And, and I'm also looking to help, you know. And the, every guest is different. You know, I don't have to always have guests on, but every guest is different. Some guests I feel like I want to, I can help them and they want me to help them. And some guests, I'm getting information from them and helping other people through through their story. Yeah. You know? Like, I feel like you, for example, you don't need that much help. It's not that you don't need help. It's that you're already on your way. Already, I feel like I've seen this movie before and, and, and I already know where it's going. Hmm. I can't say for sure, obviously, because I don't know what's going to happen. Right. I didn't make this game, but played it long enough to know like you got the right attitude you got talent you know what i mean like you have enough talent you know i'm i don't know how far you're gonna go but you def i when i say you have enough talent i'm not saying it like i'm not taking that lightly like you have barely enough talent i'm not saying that i'm yeah. saying like you're very talented so it's definitely enough that's not what's gonna stop you it's just like and because you have the attitude you have it's like okay, maybe you need a manager, maybe you need an agent, maybe you'll find one and maybe he'll screw you over and maybe you'll find another one. You're going to make it because you're going to just persevere and just keep solving. All it takes is just, you have to have a confidence about it. You, I, so I, this is another thing, right? Like principles. Mm. What I found, you, to find fulfillment in your career and life, really, you need direction and confidence. Two things. Direction meaning your passion. Might be your only passion. Maybe it's one of your passions, but it's got to be something that excites you so much that it's going to keep you going. And then the confidence you need to just actually take action. If you don't think you're going to do it, I mean, you're an intelligent animal. You'd say, I quit. If you know you saw a crystal ball and it said you're never going to make it, then you stop, go do something else. So you have to have the confidence to think you're going to do it. And that's what's missing. One or both of those things are missing for most people. Mm -hmm. And for me, both were missing for a long time. 
And I've slowly found both over these last 10 years, man, like cobbling it together. It wasn't like this, oh, I found it. It was like a piece of rock here, glue it here. Oh, that looks like something. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just try things, listen to your gut. Do you like it? Don't, don't like it. Don't do it. Mm -hmm. But try to dip your toe in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The crux of the problem for most people is, I know for me, from my experience, and just seeing people around me, seeing so many people doing work they don't love, making good money doing work they don't love, and hating their lives, man. Like, because you're spending more, way, significantly more than half of your waking hours working. That's what you're going to find. We, I didn't really think about that when I went to college. I just thought, okay, I'll figure it out. Everyone picks a major eventually. Mm -hmm. I should have gone and done internships, you know, worked for people I, I admired. I didn't have the courage even to pursue things that I was interested in. I was very interested in acting, by the way, hmm. shockingly. Like, no wonder I'm now doing this after like 25 years of corporate life, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I never really pursued it. I was too chicken shit. I thought I'd be judged. I thought it wasn't masculine enough for my, you know, for my father or what I, not to blame him. I'm just saying like in my stupid head, I thought that in my ignorance, na naivety as a child, as a young kid that didn't see the world yet. That's the thing. Don't limit yourself to whatever people tell you you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Whatever you figure out what you're passionate about, what gets you excited, you know what I mean? Like, seriously, what gets you really excited? Don't go for the second most exciting thing. Yeah. Go for the most. I know that sounds like common sense, but people don't do it. They oh, always yeah. give me the backup plan. Well, I'm going to go to school. I go, but what do you really want to do? Right. Like, do you have a, like, what would be your dream? And then their dream is, like, realistic. I'm like, so why are you going for the number two thing? Right. Well, that's not really realistic. What? Or I've heard people that want to be actors, but they're afraid to admit it mm -hmm. because, uh, well, you know, everyone wants to, like, what does that have to do with it? If right. you're an actor, if you're an actor Smurf, are you going to not be an actor Smurf because there's three other actor Smurfs? You're right. just going to be the fourth one then. What? You shouldn't choose. And I understand it because that's how it, I swear, man, like most kids I talk to, they talk that way. Like, well, there's a lot of money to be made in this thing and. Or, or there's too many people in that, so I'm not going to do that. I'm like, if yeah. that's who you are, like they obviously don't believe that there's something they might have a passion for. Yeah, And that's how I was. I was like, okay, I tried pre-med, engineering, and then accounting. Like I was just like fumbling around. I had no fucking clue. Yeah. While my drama teachers were telling me to go try out and I wasn't listening to them. Seriously. Why, why is that? Why, why are you not trying out? I was honestly scared and didn't have self-confidence and was I was embarrassed to be judged. I was afraid to be judged for, in college, I took drama and she, my teacher kept me after class and asked me to go try out. Please just go to the, and I went. But I went and I peeked in and they were singing and I, I'm not a very good singer. I was a terrible singer in college. Now I'm like, I can carry a few songs. So mm -hmm. I saw they were singing. It was like a musical. I'm like, fuck that. 
<laughs> I'm not going up there and embarrass. You know, like, and I, I felt it was, I'm just being honest, at the time that it wasn't masculine enough mm -hmm. that I would be judged for that yeah. actor. Like, what are you, you know, something wrong with you? Know, I was very homophobic at the time too. I'm, I'm just admitting it now. I'm not. But at the time, that's yeah. how I was raised. Like, I'm just trying to explain that I had a lot of ineffective belief systems, man, that really drove my actions. That now I look at it and go, well, what the hell were you thinking, man? Mm -hmm. And I don't want other people to do that because then they're going to become an accountant for 20 years and have to start over when they're 40, like me, kind of. Right. Because I'm kind of, I kind of started over at 40 in a way. Like yeah. I started investing in businesses while still keeping my job trying to balance my my three kids now four kids it's not easy to do it when you've like dug a deep hole into a career it's like a, it's been a six-year transition man i've been thinking about doing a podcast for probably five years and mm. i always came up with excuses not to do it and yeah. you know until this thing posts it doesn't really count anyway because we haven't posted an episode as of like right now yeah so like i feel like i don't believe December it first I don't believe it till it happens. Right. But still, I'm I'm finally at the edge of the plane, Tanner. Yeah. I got my parachute on. But, you know, the closer you get to the edge, the scarier that shit gets, man. But you can't keep going back to prepare, goddammit. You got to jump. Yeah. Well, what if the parachute... Well then, it doesn't open. All right. <laughs> How, yeah, many you you How many times are you gonna How many times are you gonna check the parachute? Yeah, you're gonna start wearing out the thread. Then it's not gonna open. <laughs> yeah. So at some point you gotta jump, but that is kind of the analogy for doing something new. Like you've never done it before, so you don't have true confidence. So how do you do it if you've never done it? Well, what if I can't do it? That creeps into your mind, and the closer you get to the edge, the the scarier it starts looking, you just want to like, you know, the more real it gets, the more, you, you know, the scarier it seems. Mm -hmm. And at some point, you got to just jump, man. Yeah, that, that brings me to a thought of um, usually it's the anticipation of something that's much worse than the actual uh, activity of that thing. I just feel like parachute skydiving is such a metaphor for doing the things you want to do man yeah because there's always going to be that first time and there there's a first time for everybody yeah right like usually it sucks yeah warren buffett didn't wasn't born <clears throat> with a portfolio uh-huh he had to make his first trade and like risk losing money or whatever yeah i mean you just got to go for it you got to show up for the first time at work you got to go to the interview for the first time what if you're terrible what if you stutter what if what if right you you know, and preparing is good. Like you should prepare for the parachute jump. You shouldn't just, all right, I'm doing it and just jump. Cause right. what if you're not wearing the right parachute? Okay. Take a little time, do some research. You look, watch a YouTube video, take a class. But like at some point, yeah, you got to fucking jump, man. But yeah. the thing about, I guess I want to say this cause it's something Josh and I have talked about, about doing things for the first time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, or tr trying to achieve a, something that you don't know for sure is going to happen, you know, like becoming, you know, a financially successful actor, let's say, right? Yeah. Like being able to make good money, support yourself and your family, right? Mm -hmm. 
how do you get there when you've never done it and you feel maybe lower self-esteem like i feel like i had very low self-esteem like even when i was in my 30s like i've built it up over time because i've changed how i look at things and yeah. expectations i set but one of the ways i would go for things even though i wasn't i was scared and thought i couldn't really do it is you know kind of fake it till you make it yeah but it's not pretending to be somebody you're not it's about fake the confidence until you make the confidence like yeah yeah know, making the confidence is when you actually accomplish right you actually go up on stage and go wow i did it mm -hmm. i can do this right but leading up to that you have to almost pretend you have the confidence and go okay what steps would i take if i were a confident person right now yeah i'd get up and i wouldn't lay in bed moping I'd get up, I'd freaking hit the gym, I'd go to that audition, goddammit. Yeah. Even though I might suck ass. Right. You got to get over that. Yeah. You got to change what failure means to you. Like, so many things I had to change to get my scared butt to do things I was afraid to fail in, honestly. Like, even business. I bought an indoor soccer business I had no business buying. And there's a fear of falling on your face, man. Like... What if I buy this thing and it just, you know, you close the doors in a, in a year and you feel like an idiot. Right. And it wasn't easy, man. And we weren't highly successful. You know, it was like up and down. I learned a lot. Yeah. But I also learned like, take it like a, take it like a man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay to like, you know, get your ass kicked a little bit. Yeah. As long as you're learning and, and, and taking that to the next experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you mentioned failure. Failure is like... Um... There goes that torpedo truck again. Yeah, man, there it is. It's little brother. Like that callback? Uh, but yeah, failure, you know, it's a very interesting thing. Um, I, I believe the only true failure that you can really have is when you, when you, when you give up on something... Um, that you want that you want you, you just totally give up because i mean people give up all the time on things for like a day or a week and that's something else too with acting and, and about what you love like when you go after what you love like we you were saying earlier like it's still it's still work no matter what you just work in something that you love to do but you and you mentioned burnout which you still get burnout like I, I get burned out with acting stuff because it's just so much work. Um, especially, you know, the grind is especially tough now. Like right now, just trying to get an agent and, uh, you know, just self-submitting my stuff for projects. And it's it's a constant thing, you know? Yeah. I'm learning how to, how to rest. Because if I, you know, I used to think like, okay, I'm like, I'm burned out, like, but I just have to keep like working hard and, you know, just to get through it this is what hard work looks like. Sometimes. It's a marathon, man. Yeah. And you some, gotta pace yourself. Yeah. And sometimes that burnout is like, well, usually it's your body saying, hey, you need a break. Like you need to rest. You know, we're not meant to be 24 7 all the time, you know? It's not logical to do that, man. Yeah. It's a marathon. You yeah. know what I mean? And you have to enjoy it. It's all about the journey because mm -hmm. the journey is what's going to take up 99.9% .9 of your life. Yeah. Not the goal. The goal, once you get it, 
you celebrate it and you go on to the next journey. Yeah. So like you have to enjoy the journey. So if you're, you know, you mentioned your dad is one of the hardest working people, you know? Yeah. And I'm just guessing that that might not always be a good thing for you because he might've also thought that, you know, working 22 hours a day is the way to do it. But really he might've been able to achieve 120% of what he got working nine hour days because he would have been recharging his battery. Yeah. If he would have taken more of a vacation, like, dude, I martyrdom runs in our family. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not saying your dad is a martyr yeah. in that way, but like maybe, and I think you gotta, it's good to, you're, you're going to put out qual more quality work if you're showing up fully charged. Yeah, man, that, that too. What if you, you know, you, you work so hard, you do finally get that place you want to be at. And it's like, okay, now here's like this project I want you to do. Um, and I'm sure there's that excitement to do it and everything, and that would help you. But there's going to be a party that's like, oh, am I ready for this right now? Because I'm like done. Yeah. <laughs> I have a good nugget for you. Uh-huh. The best companies, the, the most efficient, most effective manufacturing companies I've ever seen, right? Always leave leave room for additional capacity meaning they're never at full capacity they run at 80 percent capacity on purpose because mm. a new project comes in a new brand comes in that they want to work with they want to be able to say absolutely you know what i mean yeah they never run at 100 because then they're they're turning away opportunities they really want yeah and that 20 percent gives them room to like have headspace man it's the same for people right i, I do want to talk about my story more because i haven't really gotten into it I should have my friends on here, man. Like you my, should. Dude. I got to have my dude Danny on here. Like, Because we went to high school and then partied through college yeah. together. So they saw me, man. Like, right. Like, I was like very short fused because, not because I was a bad person. No. I was a good, I was a nice guy. I cared about people. But I just always had to defend my honor. I always had to like prove that I wasn't stepped on by someone right do you know what i mean because yeah. I, I couldn't live with that and the few times i walked away from fights because i was scared shitless because it was like like a really dangerous situation I, I literally felt guilty and like a low life about myself for like months mm. playing it in my head like what a loser i am that i couldn't stand you know what i mean like yeah. that's how i'm just empathizing with that person that i was man it, it, i did the I don't regret doing it. I just, I was, I was just so confused. Yeah. I misunderstood what it was all about. Yeah. I really did. I mean, a lot I mean, of I made that what it was about. You make right. the rules to this game. Right. Nobody could tell you what the rules are, man. Nobody could tell you what's right and wrong, by the way, in my opinion. Like, mm -hmm. if you decide that's your objective to always defend your honor, then that's the game you'll play your whole life. And, it's just you got to ask yourself at some point, or you should, is that the game I want? And that's what I did. I, do you know what I mean? Like, the attitude I had wasn't really that uncommon, man. I know a lot of people like that. Yeah. A lot of my friends were like that. A lot of people And never don't. grew out of it. Yeah. That's and, how, and, yeah. And they live, that's the objective of their, I just, I guess, had like an awakening and decided for selfish reasons. That shit is not really fun. It for the moment sometimes it feels good. I'll be honest. Like somebody's an asshole to you. You pull over on the side of the road, 
They get out of the car, you get out of the car, and you beat the shit out of them mm-hmm. for a split second. And that happened to me. Mm-hmm. Several occasions, man. Yeah. And it felt good. But then I also got in trouble, man. And I also got my butt kicked. You know, a lot. Like, we we got into fights at clubs with bouncers, man, because my friend decided to talk to some girl and then they all got in our face and i of course had to show that i'm there to defend my friends you know right and then like we got you know we could have died so many times man like heads kicked in like it's not a smart i got i have like a big gash here from a bar fight i don't even know how i got it man there were broken bottles and probably somebody tried to stab me yeah i mean i'm sure because we got into a big old thing because my friend you know talk to some girl that was you know the guy wasn't anyway man but if i brought if i brought my girlfriend to a club there was always a fight because somebody would talk to her look at her and i i wasn't even the jealous type that's the thing yeah i just it was more between me and the per- like he disrespected me it had nothing to do with her i wasn't jealous i never like asked her where were you i just had to always defend my honor to somebody yeah it's crazy man it's crazy how you know, I look back and it's like, I understand that guy so well, but yeah, you know, I wish, you know, hopefully people can like, uh, reassess that. Yeah. Cause it's a very difficult way to live, man. You're always at somebody's mercy. Like mm-hmm. you can be dressed nice, you know, like going to a nice occasion and then have to get into a fight. Cause that's the rules of your game. Like, yep. all right, I guess I got, you know what I mean? Yeah, Seriously. Yeah. You're not in control. That's what I realized. I'm like, I'm not really in control here. I'm yeah. letting other people control my my day. Yeah, it's giving your power away. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, man. Good uh, stuff. I feel like this is a good therapy session for me. Yeah, man. It's good. A lot of good stuff coming out. You know, everyone says, people say, like, take 100% responsibility. And I didn't understand what that was. I get it now. But yeah. there's another way of looking at it, right? You can't control the game but you you can control the player, right? Like when you're playing a video game, right? you know, you didn't design the game, you don't know what's coming next, but you controlling your player, you got the controls. You know, you may not have started in the best situation. Your health may not be as good as someone else's. You may have been dropped in a zone that kind of sucks. You know, you may not have all the <laughs> weapons the other guy has, right? Like, yeah. but you know, okay, once you're done complaining about it, it's time to play and and, you know, you're in control of the player 100% of the time, man. Yeah. And that's what that's about. It's not about, it's not, it doesn't mean you're controlling the game, you know, and that, you know, something's going to happen. You might get hit by a bus. You know what I mean? But while you're playing, you know, take 100% responsibility. Don't get distracted by the unfairness of the game too much. Be aware of it and figure it out. Figure out how to maneuver around that shit, change shit, change, you know, how the game is played. Mm-hmm. you know yeah people used to tell me oh don't be so you know open like why are you no it's okay yeah don't be vulnerable where you're like you know you know bent over in a prison cell type of vulnerable. yeah <laughs> i mean be protect yourself but it's right. okay to like be open with your emotional vulnerability stories things that have happened to you you know like i like doing that because like if I feel like it just helps the person be more comfortable because then they feel like, okay, like, you know, he's not trying to protect himself. So maybe I can talk about some shit too. 
Yeah, vulnerability opens up people to to being vulnerable. Like it, it gives people permission to be vulnerable. Like they like, oh, I could share something now. You know. Yep. It's a brave thing to do. Um, and and I wasn't very, always that good at it, by the way. So I, I want to encourage that people that it's another thing you can. It's all practice, man. All of it. Yeah. I mean, you're a very vulnerable person, and I mean that in a good way. Thank you. Um, Super vulnerable. One of the most vulnerable. (laughs) You are just so vulnerable. You're so vulnerable to everything. (laughs) Like, you're just a sickly, like, both mentally and physically, you're just very vulnerable. Sickly vulnerable. (laughs) Yeah. You're just susceptible to all kinds of horrible things. (laughs) (laughs) I know what you you mean. Yeah. I'm open. Yeah. It's, It's great. It's, um... It's it's a it's it's an interesting thing, you know. It's 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 strength to be vulnerable. It's a that's the opposite of what we're really taught growing up. For a lot of us, like yeah. vulnerability is weakness, but actually, yeah. vulnerability is strength. strength. It's confidence. It means like yeah. you're not worried that you don't have, you're not worried that you have to put on a, a like a false yeah protective shield to protect you. It's okay if people make fun of it. Right. I know not to take it personally. And I, I have to say that the more, the less insecure I became as I got older, and I would say it's over the last 10 years, man. Yeah. Because it was like a, a shift in my mindset that started me on just like looking at things differently and figuring, whenever something didn't serve me, I was like, okay, let me figure that out. Maybe there's another way to look at it. Yeah. As my insecurity got less, um, the more vulnerable or the more open I became because I didn't feel like I had to like, like protect myself as much you know what i mean when you're insecure you have you you put on you get defensive i still get defensive by the way yeah i I still i'm not perfect like it's also like a podcast so you're you're not gonna show your crazy side as much i don't i'm 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 just saying nobody's perfect yeah i still get defensive when let's say my wife's in a bad mood and and i feel like Oftentimes, I'll take that personally still, and I, but I'll catch myself more. And afterwards, I'll be like, you know what? I should have just let you not be in a good mood. Right. I'm sensitive. Yeah. And that's I was telling Josh, man. Like, oftentimes, your your biggest weakness is like your superpower. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's greatest like, strength, greatest weakness. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. I'm very sensitive, and that's what got me into so many fights. I yeah. notice everything, man. Like, why that guy just fucking give me that look? Right? Right. I'm so oversensitive, man. Right? Yeah. And that got me into a lot of fights. What did you say? No, no, that's not what I meant, man. No, no, I know what you meant. Right? Like, yeah. I'm reading into it. I'm paying attention. I'm seeing everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then once I changed my perspective, I used, I started being able to use that sensitivity just as like a way to connect with people, which is, I did that anyway. It's just that sometimes that would lead to me taking something personally yeah once i realized nothing's personal actually that was a big realization by the way just another little tidbit Mm. context like i i literally realized like nothing's personal and people go what do you mean if somebody calls you a so-and-so like it's not the truth i understand i might take it personally Mm. but i'm just being honest everyone's got their own shit yeah if somebody says something unkind, it's usually not a person in a good place. Yeah. Like, you know those people that are very kind and they just, 
are so supportive. They just wouldn't say unkind things, not because they're like overly positive. They just, they see things in a very healthy way. They don't have anger issues. They're, they're very support. They see when you're angry, they're like, oh, I'm sorry, you're upset, man. Right? Like those people yeah. that really, so that just tells you something. Like when people disrespect you, it's never personal. It's always some shit that they've got going on, man. Yeah. That sounds very hippie. I was like, it's man. like such some shit they got going on, man. Your head and dude, right? Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Bonus footage.